Welcome to the Wayne Nicholson Show, everybody. We have a very special guest. Her name is Florencia, a very interesting person, as you can, uh, you will soon see. How you doing there? Hello, Wayne. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast show. It's like one year too late. Uh, actually, no, it's one year late. I remember we were meant to catch up about yeah. a year ago. And I said, oh, Florentia, you know, when you get time, you know, shall we catch up? And it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then both of us just got so busy and, you know, but Never you can't help it. too late. It's always the right moment. It's the right time. So um, we got a lot to talk about. I know. Yeah, I'm quite excited. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so <clears throat> since I've seen you last, you said that, um, what wh- what is it about Australia? Wh- where are you from, by the way? Yeah, um, I was born in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Um, And why Australia? Because um, there are many reasons. Uh, I always liked the word Oceania because every time I was studying at the school and and I saw the continent and I felt like, oh my gosh, it's like all surrounded by ocean and I got this feeling of like a big island and da da da. And I always loved kangaroos. Oh, I don't really? know why. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I basically met my ex-boyfriend in Mexico when I was traveling and he lives here. He's from New Zealand. But before coming here, I I had a f- my bass player. Um, I had a, a music band. I'm a singer and I also play guitar. And my bass player uh, was living here in Sydney. Um, but he told me, no, you cannot come here because this is so difficult and da da da. And then uh, I'm a, actually, he moved to Italy after he met an Italian girl. And um, and then I met this guy and I was like, oh, you know, uh, maybe. He was like, yeah, you will come to Perth. I live in Perth. And I did had no idea where Perth was. Mm. No idea. People in Argentina, like norm, normal people. Except, you know, people who already have uh, family members or friends who came to Australia. But in the news, we only know about Sydney. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so nothing about the rest of the country, nothing at all. So I didn't know about Perth. But after I took the decision of coming here, um, I met a person in the subway after I bought a book, a couple of books, interesting books about uh, UFO and... Uh, UFOs? Yes. <coughs> and this man came to me and asked me about the book. And he was like, oh, um, did you like this book? I was like, yeah, you know, uh, and what do you think about this? And I, I say something, I don't know, because I didn't read the whole book. I just sure. was, you know, every time I buy books, I get so excited and I want to read all of them. Yeah, yeah. And I start reading the first pages of each of them, like... And I give, I say something, I don't know. And he was like, oh, you need to read this book called The Voices of the Desert. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. This was just a random stranger. Random stranger. Wow. And in the subway in Buenos Aires. So he left. That was only two stations, right? Mm. He left. And I thought, Okay. I went to Walmart supermarket. <laughs> they <laughs> have, they the have books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to work in promotions in the weekends. Sure. Um, and in my break, I always go to Walmart because they have, you know, cheap things for lunch. Yeah, yeah. And every time I stop, I go for something, I will stop in the bookshop into sure. the supermarket. Yeah, well, Walmart has everything, doesn't it? Over they there. do. Oh, no. And the books are super cheap mm. in there, like unbelievable cheap. It's like secondhand, but first, you know, mm. but when you, and I saw, I was, I was like, maybe I found, you know, the book, I don't know, I just thought, and I found the book and was a book that I saw like 10 times before. Sure. Because always in my break, I used to go to Walmart and read <laughs> <laughs> for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and As you go. Were you a student at the time or you were no, just traveling? Okay. No, 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 no. I, I was working Monday to <laughs> Friday in the office. Okay. And I was working in promotions by like eight hours. Sure. So... Every time I will have the break, I want to go away mm. from everything and I like to read for free. Right, okay. So, <laughs> so I saw the book, but I never picked that book. 
And and if I like the book, I, I end, up, end up buying the books for sure. But yeah. I, I'm always excited about new things. And in, on the cover of the book was the photo of the Pinnacles. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know that that was Perth, Perth yeah. until I came here. Mm -hmm. And then I read the book. The book is about Aboriginal people and it's a spiritual journey of a woman from the United States who, uh, who goes to live for a few months to an Aboriginal community. It's long story short, when I came here, I went to the Pinnacles and I was like, oh my goodness, it's the cover of the book. <laughs> yeah. You know, so mm. everything was connected. So sort of you were meant to meet that, that person in the subway. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the book The Alchemist. Have you read the book The Alchemist? Yes, Paulo Coelho. Yeah, you know, um, like I read that book every year. And because every time I read the book, I parts of his journey reflect where I am today. Mm. And I think that's what's really powerful yeah. about the book. Um, and I just think that, you know, you're meant to meet different people at the right time, you know. But what about, because I don't know much about Argentina. I just know that it is the... The closest country to Antarctica. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a big meat-eating country. Yeah. They're all carnivores. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> my, my dad. But how was your uh, childhood? Uh, my my childhood um, my childhood was good. Um, yeah. Um, actually, I was very shy. <laughs> my childhood wasn't really good. <laughs> was good when I see it in perspective. Because I got so many things that many other children will don't have. Sure. Um, I have a good family, holidays, and every year, and many things. I had everything, and I really, I didn't understand my social class until I went to a school, and um, I saw other kids with bigger houses. And actually, when I did my first English class in the, in the new school, in um, high school, and they were talking about doing the check-in, and I never, I didn't know what a check-in was. And a chicken? Check-in in the airplane. Oh, check-in. You know, when yeah, you yeah. fly. Sure, sure. So I didn't know what the check-in was. I was mm. like, yeah, you know. Chicken, I knew about chicken, yeah, but yeah. or kitchen, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> similar. But uh, no, but then I was like, what is this? You know, and everybody in my class, they all knew. They were like, oh, you never took an airplane. You never went to oh, Miami. Okay. And I was like, no, I never went to Miami. Sorry, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then I realized that I didn't have everything in material, but I, I never, I, I never felt it. Sure. Um, so my childhood uh, was good in terms of. Um, material things because I always had everything and my parents always gave me everything. So your parents were quite well off? Sorry? Your parents were quite well off over what there? What means that? Um, doing well. Uh, they were both um, they were both working in the bank when they met. My dad is younger than my mum. My mum was married when um met my dad. So at the beginning I felt like... I, I've been in a journey, like all of us, we are now, I'm 32. Mm. At the very beginning, I thought, oh, she cheated on her boyfriend, I mean, her husband. But then now I feel like, oh, she was really brave, you know, for yeah. being a woman and living. Her her husband was very well in money. My dad was a worker in the, in the bank. Right. But you know. it was love. Yeah, they yeah. are divorced now. But <laughs> are they? Are they divorced? <laughs> 15 years ago, they did. Yeah. Oh, God. But anyhow, uh, mm. I was, I'm, now I'm proud of my mom, you know. Yeah, <laughs> she did well. I mean, and um, so they were workers. They had a house. They had everything. But I grew up surrounded by people in a better, you know, economical sure, position sure. because my parents still paid for that schools for me and stuff. Yeah. But I wasn't happy. I was happy at home, but I was very unhappy at the school, and I, I didn't want to go to the kindergarten. I was crying and I felt like a jail. I wasn't, I was very shy. I didn't want to speak with people. And I, back in the time, I already has these, um, you know, extra, you know, sixth sense and I mm. will see spirits. And my mom took me to the psychologist many times. Really? Yeah. So, so you uh, were, you were seeing apparitions when you were young or spirits? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, but I never knew. Is that is that uh, 
did that sort of make you feel a little bit more separated from the other kids? Yeah, did that like you would though. Did that have an effect on you or was it more just materialistic had an things? Effect. It did, yeah. Because I didn't want to be in a group. And sure. it was so difficult for me to socialize. And I was, for me, it was a torture. And then I got a bit fat when I got, I was like six years old. I was a bit overweight. Mm. So I suffered bullying uh, okay. until I turned 13. And when I turned 13, I was taller. So I, I lost the weight. And then the people will love, I mean, love me. This is a big word that they will accept me. Yeah. And then I was like, no way. Now I don't want to be your God, friend. It's, it's, you a know? Universal, it's a universal thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, you know, if you don't fit in and mm. it's usually the kids I know that didn't fit in that really made something of themselves. And not to say that the other kids didn't, but I just remember a few kids that sort of was, you know, on their own. And I came from a big group of people because uh, we travelled from primary school all the way through to high school. And uh, there was like a big group of us. And But whenever I saw kids sitting by themselves, there was this one Iranian guy who'd just come from Iran oh. and he would always sit on his own during lunchtime and a few times I would go and speak to him and then it was more and more. And then each day that went past, I thought, you know, I'm, I've got more... I'm getting more conversation mm. from this kid than this group of people mm. that were all trying to fit in with each other. Yeah, sure. And so and I felt that that was pretty fake. Yeah, from well, from a school, I feel like that when I really? see these kind of groups. Yeah. So, so growing up and because I've read your story, uh, I, I remember reading your story, the script, like last year, yeah. and then you were describing bits of the places, and it mm. seems like a beautiful place. To be honest, it is. Oh yeah. Do you mm. miss it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You miss the place? I do, I yeah. do, because there's a lot of a story there. You will mm. see story everywhere. Mm. If, if every, everywhere you go, you will see stories from, well, for sure that I have a little bit, you know, extra <laughs> sense. Sure. So for sure I will pick more information. But mm. I think for everybody, you will see stories from many countries and, and many people's journeys uh mm. suffering and 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 things that you will feel it when you see the different buildings the shapes of the different buildings because the history exactly mm. so is that what you miss uh, what do you miss the most what's the what's the biggest difference between argentina and australia as in mm. not so much the history but culture wise the, the, our culture is very related with the history okay so every time I try to understand a person, I will first uh, make questions about the I mean the background, where where their parents come from, what they do for the job. For sure, I have a background in marketing, so I always have this tendency to, you know, make the right questions to, in a way, classify people. But I don't like to do that, mm. and I like to know where the family come from because. In a way, um, we are a reflection of that. And so, yeah, um, every time I get to know more about my grand-grandparents, I will know more about myself. Sure. And the way, as a society, we relate to each other because many of the problems that now arise in Argentina are, new, are not new problems, but... They are still there, mm. for sure, and I understand the origin. And I think if we understand the origin, we will have more resources for fixing it in the present. See, so many people don't think that like that. And I, I, I honestly <laughs> believe that to truly understand who we are and the solutions of the future, we have to look into the past. Mm. But so many people don't because I think, you know, technology yeah. technology's here. I heard one man talk about... Uh, historical amnesia. Mm. In other words, we have forgotten um, that there was a very wise and advanced race before us. But because we went the technology way, we went the microchip way, you know, and everything advanced from there. And I think we have this arrogance today that we are the, 
you know, the, the most advanced race that's... I don't believe that. I believe that there was a more advanced race here. And I'm not talking about whether it came from the stars or mm-hmm. anything. I just... You know, there's been reset buttons in our life. Like you had the Ice Age and and I, I know that 10,000 years BC it was the end of the Younger Dryas. They call it the Younger Dryas stage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then they said the Egyptian civilization started and things like that. But before the Ice Age, you know, it when you look back at our history, especially in Egypt and um, some of the oldest cultures, um, I don't see a primitive civilization. And I know a lot of people go, oh, obviously they weren't primitive, they built the pyramids. But we, a lot of people still think they built the pyramids with pulleys and mm. and chisels. And I just don't believe that. From what I've read and what I've seen, I mean, you're talking even like the pyramids we know, uh, modern archaeology sort of says that it was all Egyptologists, mainstream mainstream Egyptologists said that it was built four and a half thousand years ago. Even if you believe it was built four and a half thousand years ago and not earlier, four and a half thousand years ago they built the pyramids. I mean, we can't do that today. I mm. I don't know. I don't know if we can or not. I'm I not can't a, do that today. Well, I'm not an engineer. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do it today. But, you know, to think that you've got the, the largest cathedral in Europe can fit inside the Great Pyramid with room to spare. Wow. It's 13 acres, 6 million tonnes of stone and yet it it's aligned perfectly, like a slight degree off true north. And you just think how and why, more important, why? Like a lot of people talk about how did they build the pyramids. I'm more interested in why and was it a tomb? Mm-hmm. What do you believe? Do you believe the pyramids were tombs for the pharaohs? Well, they were, but they were also other things at the like same what? time, right? Like, mm. um, so, talking about my childhood, when I was young, I used to think about uh, a lot about these topics and I had many ideas about this. But um, when I grow up, I like to write that off, you know, using my imagination for, you know, guessing the purpose of mm. the pyramids and da, da, da. I believe that was much better to read what other people will think about it because, sure. honestly, um, um, people who write this history, they are writing about their perception, you know, yeah. what they think about, what they thought or what they heard about or what they read that yeah. topic. Mm. Yes, mm. we cannot. I knew from the very beginning I cannot take any book after the real truth. You know, there are no. all different opinions that have a percentage of uh, reality sure. and for sure another part of guessing. You know, imagination. Yeah. And um, but that's I think that's one of the reasons why I like to become a past life therapist to listen to another point of view about the facts you know the story mm. and and what happened and um beside what i think myself uh listen to m- to my clients um i got another point of view so a few clients told me under hypnosis that the pyramids were um built with um technology coming from other planets other because planets. In, in this planet wasn't uh, uh no other, I'm not sure if we have that technology or not we have a lot of technology now that is not being used or mm. you know is hidden and or is being used for war you yeah. know there is technology a lot I think it's a different technology yeah like some of the ancients or some of the elders in Egypt yeah believe that uh the stones were moved by sound that that's what my clients yeah. will say some of them believe like I have my after I've read everything and I do this with everything is I read everybody's theories and then I separate that and I think okay what do I believe and it's like people listening or watching, I don't, I'm not an Egyptologist, yeah. I'm not a archaeologist, but I'm a creative. And I think, uh, and I also think um, there's just something else when it comes to 
the Great Pyramids on why they were built. I don't believe, I do believe there were tombs, but in a different way, mm-hmm. you know. Um, often I think the Egyptians believed that uh, the pharaoh uh, would transcend from there, like his soul would transcend to where the gods are. Mm-hmm. But people, I don't think, take that in a literal sense because there are shafts within the pyramid that directly lead to constellations like Sirius. And and, um, and I believe they had worked out a way to transfer the consciousness to something else in another mm-hmm. constellation. Like the body was mummified mm-hmm. and the organs were taken out. But there's nothing in the Great Pyramid that resembles a tomb. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the point. Yep. Like uh, they didn't find anything in there. They're, 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 the, the casket that was there was not like any other casket. And even then they don't know how the casket got there because it's too big to fit through the shafts in the Great Pyramid. So I often, even as a kid, as a kid when I was growing up and I was interested and, oh, look at the pyramids, I never saw it as a burial tomb. Yeah, I no. saw it as more of a stargate, more of a, a a thing that can transfer consciousness. Some people think it's an energy source, as in they built the pyramids to create energy. Um, but I don't know. I believe that um, I believe it was a tomb, but it was a tomb to transport consciousness purposefully. It wasn't a soul; it was an actual consciousness that was being transported, and that's just what I've believed over the years and it may change. I'm going there soon, but it may change. But yeah. What do you think? Um, I personally believe that uh, the pyramids are not, not only the ones um, located in Egypt, but I believe um, when I think about the pyramids in the whole world, because there are more pyramids. There are yeah. pyramids in Mexico. That's right. There are pyramids in Europe. Many people don't believe uh, in the pyramids in Bosnia. I've uh, I do. Well, Bosnia has got one of the largest mm-hmm. pyramid. Yeah. Yes, and the excavation they are doing um, underground are bringing a lot of insights related with uh, the benefits that we can get when working with the energy. Sure. Yeah, that is flowing into uh, the pyramid. Um, and there are also pyramids underwater, and there is people who say that there are um, also pyramids in Antarctica mm. that they are not discovered yet. Um, and there are actually there is a, actually a person in Argentina. He passed away already, uh, like like a Nostradamus, but from sure. Argentina. Sure. And he said about the pyramids in um, Antarctica. So it, it could be an option. Many, many mediums, they also talk about it. So what I personally believe is this is a technology uh, that um, that will allow us to do many things when use it properly. Mm. Like you said about doing this um, consciousness projections mm. to other dimensions and bringing information mm. from these um, astral trips. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as I, I I did this with my hands because uh, we are trying to understand we things. We don't and know. Give names. That's right. But I still we are a bit short with yeah. the with the names. Yeah. Uh, I think it's much more complex that even though we're I think so. Brains can you know I think so. get to understand. But in simple words, yeah, traveling with our mind mm. and. It, this uh, so, um, expanded consciousness mm. uh, that we can get uh, when working into the pyramid um, will allow us to explore the universe, staying physically on Earth. Mm. But at the same time, all the pyramids working together, that as as far as I know, they are not working at the moment. Mm, that's yeah? right. But before... Don't know when, <laughs> to be honest, but like thousands of years yeah. ago, they used to work mm. in a in a, um in a group mm. uh, all together, and they were actually working with the consciousness of Earth, okay. which is another as a whole, w- as a whole, yeah. Right. 
So creating different things that we cannot see, we cannot touch, but they exist mm. in, in, in other dimensions, like a Wi-Fi, yeah. you know, like yeah. we have now, yeah. um, but using a different technology. You see, and because there's so many pyramids in other places in the world, yeah. and those ancient cultures, well, as far as we know, weren't in, or the engineers weren't in contact with each other, it had to have come from a higher knowledge. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know? So, um, and no one can say for sure. Like you said, no one can say for sure how they were built or why they were built. But I do think that we will find out. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. we will. Definitely. I think we will find out. But I find that, that subject so interesting because that's what makes me interested in ancient culture is the wisdom they had, not just with technology that they had, but the, like, for instance, I went to Mycenae where there was the um, Agamemnon's palace. Agamemnon was the king that waged the war against Troy. Mm -hmm. And they f they discovered, it was all meant to be a mythology, a story that Homer wrote in 750 BC, until they started to find actual locations that was in the story. And you're looking at these walls that were built, 3,600 years ago and you think there's no way like they couldn't pull it up it was so huge we're talking 3,600 years ago now 900 years before that was the pyramids yeah. you know so they they knew something mm -hmm. and I just think the stories of the ain't uh, Egyptian mythology Greek mythology they're all very similar like the, the gods are very similar. <laughs> you know, even in Christianity, you've got um, the book of Enoch. Um, and they say Enoch was the first abductee. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. he left. But yet in ancient Egypt, um, I think in, in the Quran, you have Idris. Idris is another word for Enoch. You know, in Greek mythology, Enoch is sort of translated to Hermes. So in all the religions, all the mythologies, you've got similar mm -hmm. stories, creation myths, the great flood. It happened in Greek mythology, in Christianity, mm -hmm. in Egyptology, in, e in ancient Egypt. So there is a connection with the ancient people. They knew something. And I just feel in a, in a way that with technology, and it's occupying our mind every time, you know, you're looking at Instagram, you're looking at YouTube, you're looking at – there's all this information piling in. Mm -hmm. We don't get enough time sometimes to sit back and just think about things. And I think by travelling makes you do that, you mm -hmm. know. So for you, what – because I know you do past life therapy. Um, what got you into that in the first place? Like do you remember the moment that – or was it accumulation of different things – what brought you to past life therapy? No, I believe in past life since ever. So since mm. I was very young. Okay. I'm a big fan of uh, religions, which <laughs> makes me a bit... Um, um, be out of, uh, you know, the, this trend of uh, new age movements when people is totally against <laughs> of religions. And mm. I, I, I'm, I'm not into that fashion because I love religions. Like, I'm very into all of the religions. Were you brought up in a specific religion? Yeah, I grew up um, Catholic, Catholic religion. Um, but I love all of the religions and I love to learn about them and... Mm. If I can practice them, as soon as I can practice them, because there are religions I'm already <laughs> being naughty for them. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, as long as I, I can do things, I enjoy. And um, so, yeah, so that's me since ever until I get to read Brian Way's um, books and uh, he start to uh, learn hypnosis uh, by myself, uh, like at before before we were recording, yeah, I like to study by myself. I like to sure. read books and you know, self. Um, How old were you during this time? Do you remember? Well, first time, the thing is, first time I got a book related to metaphysics was when I was six years old when my mom gave me my first book. It was a book written by a Chilean guy, 
and um, and it was a little kid who was uh, taken by a spaceship and taken to travel around universe. So every time I go to the beach, because I didn't know it was Chilean, I thought it was Argentinian. Yeah, so yeah. every time I go to the beach, I, I will believe that, you know, they were the spaceships. Yeah, that's great. Trying to, you know, and I was really uh, expecting that never happened. But <laughs> <laughs> it's magical though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You love the magic of it. Yeah, yeah I still expect that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do too. <laughs> I'm always looking up. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking up. <laughs> Take me to know about the planets. And yeah. um, But when I grow up, I, I think my mom didn't know. I think she, I don't know why she gave me the book. It's she was like, something told me that I should give you the book. But this book has metaphysics on it because they talk about the different planets, how their evolution in this planet, how they com communicate mm -hmm. through the um, telepathy and and about energies and about, about everything, about love, about God, but in a totally different way that people we learn through religions. They yeah. were talking about God as a universe and sure. so as a consciousness like ruling the universe and da da da. So I was six. Then I went to school and in a school in back time it was very, you know, old school. So I remember anthropology at the school, people talking about Darwin Talking yeah. about oh my gosh, different. Talking yeah, about yeah. evolution from the monkeys. Sure. And then I felt a little bit weird. I was like, this is not correct. This is not truth. The leg, the so they spoke to you about Darwinism oh when you were gosh. young. Yeah, really? when I in second. Wow. Yeah, and when I was seven, <laughs> I was like, "This is these people is wrong." Like my teacher. That's the first time I didn't believe in in school. You in thought differently, yeah. And then when I was eight, I went to catech catechism. Is yeah, the yeah, translation yeah. catechism? Yeah, yeah. and Sun I love, by the way, that Sunday school. I mean, yeah. for those, yeah, Sunday school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I was on on weekdays and uh, after school, and they taught teach me about uh, Adam and Eve. Uh, Adam and Eve. Uh, the first two oh, humans. Adam and Eve. Yes. Adam and Eve. Yeah. And and I was like, yeah, this makes sense, but. You know, I was trying to match everything together, but I thought maybe they were here, but there's still people in other planets. So I was, you know, <laughs> making my heart. So your first, yeah, your first impression from the book was, yeah, there are other planets, other beings. So that it was metaphysical, but science fiction, and you loved it. And I think a lot of kids, a lot of kids, you know, like I know a guy, uh, I won't mention his name, but, you know, we were talking about, ghost stories and things but his worst fear was abduction mm. his worst fear it was my fear when i was younger as well yeah yeah but um so he couldn't go out in like at you know if we were out at night and i would sort of mention the stars and stuff he would get freaked out and it's funny because he was the first guy that was that it was a, an actual fear it w it wasn't like sharks or deep water yeah. or you know or spiders. It was abduction, and uh, I found that quite fascinating. Uh, that because I wanted to know what brought that fear on as a kid. Like, did he experience something as a kid? Probably, and it may not have been an abduction, an alien abduction. It could have, you know, it actually could have been an abuse, and he covered that experience with an alien abduction. I don't know. But I was actually, um, I'm always curious about where people's fears come from. Mm. And, but I love the magic of that. And I, I, you know, I think, you know, I think more people should look up to the stars and go, what if? Yeah. What if? So that from an early age, and then you went into catechism and you started to learn about religion. Mm -hmm. But you were tossing up. Yeah. Um, but I was very, like, I'm, I'm proud of myself because I was very compassionate about people in church. I was very angry with people at the school. Not angry, but uh, disappointed because they supposed to be the, you know, the science people and they were talk talking things that made no sense. Sure. You know, at all. Mm. They and they were saying this is the right, this is the truth, you know. And in church it was okay because the priest was very old <laughs> and you know, um I I was like no yeah but he's old like probably he grew up in this way so mm. I shouldn't judge him so I was okay and then when I turned 13 
I keep uh, iPhone in my grandfather's um, uh, what's the word uh, closet. Uh, lots of um, magazines, but no magazines. They weren't like fascicles. You were sneaking through your grandfather's closet. Uh, to everyone's <laughs> closets. <laughs> I was really naughty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you leave me alone and yeah. I will see everything in your house. <laughs> Not now, but I want. No, now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where yeah, are these yeah. books? Where he wrote here? Why? Yeah. I was very curious. And I found like, uh, like 50? F- fascicles is the word. When I, the small magazines that come into the newspaper. Oh, uh, sure, sure. Yeah. And, well, like 50 uh, about UFO. And another 50 about mediumship. Really? And I started reading that like a crazy person. I was 10, I believe. So your grandfather, was your grandfather? No, uh, I, I still don't know. My grandfather, my family is quite normal. In uh, f- If you look at it from outside, they are pretty focused on business. Sure. Um, and my mom works in the local government. And um, but my two grandparents from my mom and my dad, they all the people think they are a bit crazy <laughs> because I remember um, when I remember when I was also six, when I turned six, we were I, I, we have a house nearby the ocean and uh, we were all there. My grandparents, my mom, that we were celebrating my birthday when I went to sleep. My mom and my my grandparents were playing cards. In Argentina, we play cards sure. big times, mm. especially mm. after dinner with the tea and the da, da And I always listen. I like to listen to adults. And my dad, my grandfather, this one from my mom, he was saying, "I I believe that Jesus was um was a extraterrestrial person." because all the things he did, and I believe Moises, and my grandmother was getting angry because she liked church. She was like, don't talk about like that about Jesus, and the kids will listen to you. And I was like saying, (laughs) he's right. Yeah, your grandfather sounds interesting. Yeah. And then uh, when I spoke with him uh, two years ago, my grandmother passed away, and I spoke with him, and I said, look, I know that you know things. And my grandfather was like, I know things. But I never say anything to you because because people thought I'm crazy. And when people point point uh, point you yeah. as a crazy person, it's very hard everywhere mm. in your family. And I, I don't want you to be the crazy person in this family as well. And my other grandfather said the same, you know, and they are not friends, they're nothing. Yeah. But, and my other grandfather was like, I saw... My, my my family is a bit crazy. But he was like, as I I saw spaceships and da da da, but I, again, like I not I can't talk about that because my children they get angry with me. They are like, don't talk like oh, a crazy really? person. Mm. So so when I turn, uh, I found these magazines. I start reading and everything start to make sense for me. So then since then. Then I went to another house of my other holiday house and I found tarot cards. And because I was reading these books, I mean, sure. these magazines, yeah. I started reading the cards. You were you were searching. You knew <laughs> there was... No, but you knew there was something else. Yeah. And you were curious. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Everything was, was really weird, you know. And then... I, not for me, but for my mom. Because they were like, why forensics is not normal, you know? Which <laughs> is not like the other children, you know? And... Oh, my stomach is making noises. Sorry, hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> and um, and then once I ran o- out of books because I love reading books, mm. and especially when I was younger. Now I don't have much time, but back in that time I would have more. And I was like, oh, I don't have anything to read. What I will do? It was like Sunday, you know. And I found a book when I was thirteen, and it was Love and Rampa book. I know many people who will listen to this are thinking, no, that's not true. Love and Rampa is fake. Because what is, I know. What is that? Uh, Love and Rampa is uh, it's actually an English guy who um, claims being a person, reincarn- not reincarnated. He, what he says is that he was a Lama from Tibet, that he was about dying. Right. And he uh, did a, um, I don't know in English how to say this, but he, like a transportation of, of, of 
Vespirit oh, into okay. this other body of an so Englishman. That's his name. What was his name? The real one, I don't know. But then the, the book. The book. Uh, it was the. Um, I have forgotten the name of the book. The no. Third Eye. Oh, is okay. The book. But you just said another name. And I said, what is that? Lama, uh, Lama is uh, like a monk. Oh, uh, no, um, I forget what it was. Lama, you said something and I said, what is that? And you then went on. Anyway, keep going. So he claims that, he says that when he was, uh, not him, because him is the Lama. Yeah, sure. But the other men, before passing away, leaving the body, he was asked in dreams, can I? You know, from the guides of the Lama, of Love and Rampa, right. was like, That's it. We, we have this person. Yeah. Can It's okay for you to leave the body, like passing away, but the body is still alive. And we bring this, this guy who needs to finish the right. mission. Right. His mission was making a machine for taking photos and getting the um, colors of the aura. Carillion photography. Yes, but yeah. this one is not Carillion. Oh, really? No. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if he could actually do the machine. It was but he wrote... Auras on auras. Oh, okay. So when I read the book, mm. so I found this book in my mom's shelf. Uh, my mom and my dad read as well. So it was there. And my dad also had many books about the pyramids and stuff. Da, da, da. But after 40, I think he didn't want to know more about that. They, mm. they both were like, I don't know, angry with spirituality or something that they... Focus on. They were curious, but then business I came don't in. Know. And, yeah. and um, so I found the book and I started to know about everything chakras, third eye, how to the souls can do sure. astral projection, and everything from the um, Buddhism, Tibetan Buddhism. So many people nowadays would say, no, that's fake, that's not real, this is an English guy. I, you know, I don't care because all the information he shared in those are like, 15 books, uh, and I read like 10. I don't know where that information come from, if come from a person who really was the Lama. If not, it's super, it's you a know, good book. Mm. a really good, it's good information. And if it's a challenge, challenge whatever, channeling, for me it was, it lowered my mind, and mm. I start to make, my whole life I start to make sense. Sure. So since then... I start to be more interested in other religions and da 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 until I turned 19 and I decided to know hypnosis. But before that, when I used to play games with my brother and my cousins, I used to um, do, I didn't know I was doing hypnosis, but I liked, I do, I run guided meditations. With uh, my f my family, my my cousins, oh, they were nice. like yeah. a bit younger than me, and I was like, okay, lay down. I will come. Then I was doing that as a game. Right, right. So it was always there. It was always, yeah. And then you just, yeah, that's interesting because um, my si my sister's very similar in that way. So that's what led you into meditation and curiosity in past lives mm -hmm. and the spirit. Mm -hmm. Because I remember reading, I think I've got it here somewhere, the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Oh, yeah. And uh, I had a book on the Kabbalah. Ah, uh, yeah. I teach well. Kabbalah. I do? By the way, yeah. Um, there was, like, we'll get into that later, but there were some things that um, my sister discovered with the Kabbalah because there's two sides to the tree, mm -hmm. you know, the tree of life. Um, but the Tibetan book, I remember reading the on Siddhartha, the mm. Buddha. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was more, I was curious, but I was more curious about the lives of these people mm -hmm. that influence millions of people. So because I, I love the stories. So yes, I got into meditation and things, but I was also just interested in the people like uh, Sudhata, who was a prince who then, you know, was curious about the other side and about poverty and meditate. Um, meditated under a Bodo, a Buddha tree, a Bodo tree, which is, I think, a fig, like a Moreton Bay fig tree in Australia. And, yeah, just the stories were fantastic, you know, the stories yeah. of Jesus, the stories of uh, the prophet Muhammad, um, Greek mythology, Egyptian mythology. And I just, I think that's what made me get into storytelling. I mean, you talked about your grandfather. It was my grandfather that inspired me to tell stories. Same, yeah. Yeah. 
he was the storyteller. So every day after school would come home and uh, he would get his pipe out and he would fill it with tobacco. And uh, that's why pipe tobacco brings very good memories to me. So a lot of uh, a lot of people don't like the smoke, but it just brings back those memories. Mm-hmm. And then he would talk about detective stories and hunting stories and, you know, really good stories. And I always used to look forward to that time. And my mum's a storyteller. My mum writes and uh, my sister's an actor. And I'm, uh, I got into storytelling as a writer-director. So it's always been there. And I think the grandfather... Was my grandfather was a big influence in that. Grandparents like are yours. really important. Mm. Right? Mm. Even more than parents, sometimes in a way, they influence us, and we have that strong connection. You Why know? do you think that is? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's because I when I I left home quite early, and when I I had nephews that grew up, whenever I'd come back and visit. The relationship I would see my parents have with the grandchildren, sometimes I'd sit there and go, oh, I wish I had that when I was young. It was different, you know. And I don't know whether parents realise that so they have a second chance with the grandchildren. Well, I believe that when, like I said to you about my parents, you know, they were interested in spirituality, but then something happened. And I believe that what happened is the world, you know, mm. and I believe that maybe after 25, I'm not sure, nowadays probably will, yeah. things are changing. Mm. But back in that time, after 25, you need to buy your house, focus on the yeah. business. You cannot really... Adulthood responsibilities. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So that was, you know, the belief system. Mm. And the rest of the things are fairy tales and they li- need to live in real life. <laughs> and I believe... That's the parents, you know, they are worrying about about money, about, you know, being successful, about working as much as they can before they get old. Mm. And then when I believe probably after 50, people start to feel much more comfortable with, with the life they have. If they have much less, at least they write the children already. And then start looking. Exactly. Mm. To remember who they are and give, bring sense to their lives, yeah. you know. Probably it's because of that that uh, we get this, you know, connection with our grandparents and we cannot get that connection with uh, our, our parents. Mm. So t- just to let people know that are watching and listening, uh, what do you do now, Florencia? Like with your, with the um, past life, uh, can you speak a bit more about that? Therapy, past life yeah. therapy. Um, yeah, I do. I do work doing uh, past life regressions um, through hypnosis. Um, I do also run workshops. Um, I really like teaching. I, I really enjoy uh, teaching and sharing and talking <laughs> <laughs> and listening. You know, Which to great. people's stories yeah. and. Um, and um, I met you uh, studying digital cinema. And uh, it's because I always wanted to make movies as well since sure. I was a children. Because I used to play with my cousins like I was doing this sort of uh, hypnosis and astral trips to other planets. But I also used to play that I was having my TV show and making <laughs> movies. Yeah, I had these two games. I like the yeah. play with astral travel yeah. as a kid. <laughs> it's not something you normally hear kids I play. I also used yeah. to play that I would go to Machu Picchu and things like that. And I still yeah. didn't go yet. Oh, really? No. And you're right from that side of the world. Have yeah. you seen the pyramid? Have you seen the pyramid? in Mexico? Yeah, yeah. That's why I um, went to Mexico. Yeah. I went to so many archaeological places there. That was my trip. Right. Because there's the Teotihuacan. Yep. Is that right? Teotihuacan, yep. That's in Mexico? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Peru is the only place you haven't been, uh, Machu Picchu. Well, I haven't been in Egypt yet. Oh, you haven't been to Egypt? No, no, no. So still that's something in, that I have to do sometime. When is the right time? Right. You know, yeah, I'm not I rushing. Think so. I think so. It's always there. They this, The famous saying is that um, people fear, the, there's one thing people fear and that's time. Mm. And there's one thing that time fears and that's the pyramids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the famous saying and I love it because that's it's… That's true, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we go to the different places when we, we are ready to go because… 
from my perspective, places have different energies. Mm. And uh, energy is not only because of the place, like uh, from the place by itself, it has a big, you know, uh, influence, but also the people, people. who is there right. interacting with that energy. Yeah. And then when we go to those places and um, we we go through a transformation, we may be conscious or not about that transformation, but it's happening. It's like when you told me about the alchemist, the book. Yeah, yeah you read it many times and it will uh, lead you to different insights. Right. And uh, places are... are same and different mm. because it's still each place will have different energy and because the planet earth have chakras like us mm. so different places will resonate with different chakras so that places are an opportunity for us for um getting in touch with ourselves sure. but from different aspects mm. of ourselves mm. so i believe if i haven't been there yet in peru um in this lifetime is it's because it's not the right time neither the right people sure with i should go and travel mm. so you know what i when you mentioned it's not just the it's the people the people that are there um what i found fascinating traveling to greece i was in uh, just outside of argos which was the birthplace of perseus you know the the story of perseus that went on and uh fought medusa you know and um before I was before I went out, I was having a coffee by myself, and uh, there was a young girl that came and served me, and she asked me where I was from and what I was doing, and I said, "Well, I'm here because I'm going to go out and tell the mythology of Perseus." And there was this old Greek lady, you know, sitting there. Her face looked like a, an old leather catcher mitt, and she said to her granddaughter, because that was her granddaughter that was serving me, um, what I was doing. In Greek. So the girl answered her back and said, this young boy's from Australia, this young, this middle-aged guy's from Australia. (laughs) And he's going to do the story on Perseus. And, you know, with a stern and serious face, she turned to me and she said these words in Greek. And I looked at her, but her whole face changed. And what was, it was, I found it so curious and a little bit frightening so I asked the, the young girl, I said, what did your grandmother say? And she said, she goes, my grandmother said, be careful venturing out alone because there is Pan and the nymphs are out there. Ah. And, you know, so when you talk to the elders of these countries, even though, you know, she probably was brought up Greek Orthodox, but yet there's a belief in the old religions. And it happened in Asia. When I was in Asia in Burma, you've got the tree spirits, but most of them now are Catholic or Buddhist, but they still believe in the old tree spirits, you know? So this old lady said to me, you know, be careful because there's Pan and the nymphs are out there. And I just thought, so when I went out on my own to tell (laughs) this story with the camera, I started to hear things and I'm thinking, oh, God, it's in my imagination. You know, the old ladies got to me. But then I thought kids were playing a prank. It wasn't kids. And I just it, I just kept replaying in my mind, you know, this old lady. She, must, she looked like she was 90-something. <laughs> and she warned me about the old gods. And I found that so fascinating. And I'm hoping when I, when I go to Egypt in two weeks, I want to speak to the elders. Because, you know, yes, they could be Muslim or Christian. True. But do they still believe in the old gods of Isis and and Set and and Amun Ra and you know, and because it's part of their culture, it's part it's ingrained in their culture. You know uh, the story of Osiris and Anubis, like you said, and Thoth and and so I'm really looking forward because I love mythology, but it just it the elders the elders here, yeah, the elders I here. I would love to get there sometime oh that um, next time we speak i can yes. tell you about the documentary we did yeah it's fascinating i have that hope that we could do something together yeah, sometime hopefully. that you will introduce me you know the right people so i can finally get there but i believe that i am going through like a process for preparation you know preparation process do you um, think um you're in australia and it's a stepping stone to where you're going or do you think you'll end up here? Um, I've been already like 
eight years in Australia. You've been here eight <laughs> yeah, years? Yes, I can't believe, yeah. Since 2011 that I came for the first time. But you came because of a, a guy? Yeah, oh, well, no. Uh, I wanted to quit my job. And you got I the book and you happy. saw the pinnacles and yes. kangaroos and you like yes. kangaroos. I was working in a TV channel back in that time. It was like, we talk about uh, about this before you was recording about your mm. own job when you got a great job, but you didn't feel fulfilled. But yeah. I was going through the same. same. And I thought, I don't want to land here, you know. I don't want this. This is not the right time. And yeah. this is not the right. This is a TV, you know, TV channel and advertising manager. But there were things I wasn't happy with. And mm. I didn't feel like really, you know, being myself. Mm. Um and that's I was looking for the change. So when I went to Mexico, um, and and I met not only this guy, I met many new people. I met a guy from Canada. He teach me Reiki, or he give me like an introduction to energy and um, from his own uh, experiences. And I met so many magical people in Mexico. Mexico is really special place. Yeah, I'd love to talk to you more about that because yeah. I don't know much about South America. Like I do know about I've watch documentaries about the shamans and, and the uh, Amazon. Yeah. and um, I don't know much about that, though. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, no, I would like to learn. Oh, yeah, sometime. I'm not really into that, um, sure. you know, because I believe we cannot be <laughs> into everything, everything, you know. <laughs> yes, otherwise. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, is, there, is a word in it, is it like a set phrase in Spanish that they are like better one uh, bird on your hand than 100 flying around. You say, know. say it in Spanish. Más vale pájaro en mano que siento volando. Oh, yeah, nice. 100 flying. So otherwise, yeah. So what can we expect from you? What's, what's new? What's going to happen in Florencia's life in the next year? <laughs> I wonder the same. Uh, <laughs> in the next year, uh, I want to travel more. Mm. Um, I want to, to, to get to travel more and know oh, places and come back to that part of myself that been a little bit asleep the last year when I stayed in Perth the whole time. Mm -hmm. And um, and uh, I will like to start running workshop internationally. Uh, not right. only, I mean, I, I'm already doing internationally working in Perth, but I would like to work in another cities in Australia and also organize things in Mexico and maybe in Europe because I have so many friends in Europe. So um, I'm hoping that, and I wish that all that knowledge and experiences will help me to develop that, you know, filmmaker that I want to become. Isn't it funny? There's two, there's two pathways that you're looking at. There's a very spiritual pathway. Not to say that film isn't, and I think you can bring both into this type of stories that you want to tell. Yeah. But you've, you're running these workshops. Now, do you think, I mean, I think if you concentrate on that, and like you're doing Skype consultations and things like that, do you think that you could really push that and that could become where you get your money? Uh, where you Yeah, I need to work. I don't I do other things as well. Yeah. So for yeah. for earning money. Just to like survive. Yes, for sure. Um and it's okay because it is okay. that other things will get you to know people and uh, get you to know yourself and bring you different experiences. Sure. So it's, it's good. Um but um, yeah, I I'm doing the workshops, but I I apply for for given because in Argentina I I do participate in conferences and and things like okay. that. So I feel really comfortable talking in front of the people and mm. presenting research that I do because it's what you know and it's what you love. And yeah, the confidence. Oh, comes I love from that energy. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good energy when yeah. you are on the stage. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so I uh, and I want to write. A, I'm writing a book, but I w I would like to write more books in, in the future. But it's good that I haven't did that yet because I'm not famous. So better, you know, to you know go know where I go, set sure. my GPS, and then. Uh, publish my 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 books um 
what I ah yeah, I applied for um, doing a speech in the uh, A-SHIP, um summit. I think is a the name is uh, next year in ASHIP that many people is coming Egypt? to ASHIP. Yes, oh, okay. to to talk about things related to the new consciousness and Great. you know things like that. And it is also another one that I applied for. I was invited to apply oh, okay. in Uluru, Australia. And that's Uluru? Yeah, oh, Uluru I've been in, there. This, in January 2020. You'll find that such a spiritual place, Uluru. Yes, I, I really I didn't expect it. I want to I want to um I want a trip there. And I thought, "Oh, you know, Alice Springs." Yeah, and, by the way. But when I got there, you just realized um one you realize how big Ayers Rock is. Holy crap. When you are flying there, you've got no idea. You see it on postcards and you know Ayers Rock, the famous Ayers Rock. You don't realize how big that is. And to think that majority of that structure is beneath ground. And it's one of the most sacred sites to oh, the indigenous yeah. people. In fact, the Olgas is not on postcards, and that is a very sacred. That's more of a sacred site than Ezrock. Wow! And um, yeah, it's just. But it's good that it's not famous. I think it's good they've to keep kept something. it that way. I, yeah. uh, and there's a place up north. A friend of mine introduced me to. It's called the um, the Burrup, and apparently it's the creation of where everything started. But Florencia, honest to God, yeah. we went through there. It's these like hallways and caverns made out of rocks. They they age it. I think they cut like they carbon dated some of it with a French archaeologist. Uh, Thirty thousand years, and you're walking through these pathways, and you'll find kangaroos that will look at you and then take off. And one area you're going down, you'll start crying, and you don't know why. And then you'll turn a corner and then you'll be filled with happiness. And then you'll turn another corner and you'll feel like crying again. And a friend to- cleans. a friend of mine told me that. It's a it's a very special place to the indigenous people. But um, she told me about these emotional like tidal waves that were coming towards her. She, and she's not she believes, but she's a camera person. She's a DP, like for documentary. And she she told me about it. And then when I went up there to film, she took me. She took me for a drive there. It was amazing. Like Australia's got some amazing uh, cultural stories. Yes. Um, and that's something that I wouldn't mind. I'm going elsewhere, all over the world. I'm going to Egypt soon. I've been to Greece. And there's going to be a time where, you know, I'm ready, I think, to take on the Australian side again, even though I've been <laughs> up there, but it's a, I think it will be, I'll be more ready to sort of go up and really talk because they don't, they just don't share everything because they've had so many white people coming up and just taking from them, taking. And what I did when I went up is I, for the first day, I went up with a, with a friend who did sound. He's Egyptian Syrian. Oh, wow. And I'm from uh, my half of my family's from Burma. Oh. All we did is share our culture first, and I think they were really surprised because <laughs> we had an anthropologist and an archaeologist, and um, these these this family was so taken back because all we were doing was sharing our culture, our the spirit world of our own culture. You know, my friend had his life in hieroglyphics on his hand because his auntie was an Egyptologist. His mother was born in Alexandria in Egypt. And um, then I was telling them about the tree spirits of Burma. Do you know, once we did that, they just told us everything. You know, they, they after yeah. that, they took us on like family. After opening your heart. And then they took us. So before we end this, because yeah, it's come have, like that. Yeah, I, I know. have to go to the radio show. <laughs> um, one past life that really stuck in your mind that was relevant to you um, in any specific country? Because we've only spoken about one country. But what would be one life that you've had visions from that is special to you and relevant that country? What what would that be? Um, to be honest, all my past lives that I recall, they were special and they are part of my personality sure. of of today i was an indigenous person in south america and i was again in touch with uh, beings from other planets and as 
as well I did in um, Egypt a long time, longer time sure. ago, and different, dif totally different because in South America I was learning how to connect with nature um, from a from a totally different sure. pers perception and conception about nature and yeah the spirit of nature and. Um, in Germany, I was a nurse and I lost my family because they went to war and I ended up working for several years in a neuropsychiatric. Oh, really? Neuropsychiatric, yeah. Um, without being a person who studied that. But I met, you know, another nurse that she was for from Austria and... And I went, she invited, because I lost my family, she invited me to, to move with her, with her family. She was rich. Well, that's and I did. And I learned, I think I learned so many things that I'm applying nowadays for, for my therapies. Right. And that's why I'm very interested in, in, in psychology. And it's funny because I got killed because they were <gasps> Jewish. <laughs> oh, okay. I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, probably, you know, I don't think I was very attached to any religion back in that time or probably I liked you know what this family will do but yeah they were we were all killed by by the Nazis <laughs> so funny <laughs> and and I was German so oh, wow. and uh, and I think the most interesting thing about all, I, I was also in uh, California before this life I passed away in 1982 and that will make sense why I love music and rock and roll Culture. and you know uh, mm. that gave me the chance for exploring that part of myself right. you know because before life was more tough and i mm. couldn't get the chance like sure. we have now hey mm. it's something new that we have it's pretty new like it how is. many years 100 that we can go yeah that we can go to the rock show I know. with this technology of listening to the music and playing the guitars and I know. this is new and we have this like yeah we couldn't do this 200 years ago true, true, true. so i think i got the chance for enjoying that and knowing that I, oh i like that too you know i like making music and stuff so yeah well next time we catch up we will delve into past lives yeah yeah let's experiences and what you've experienced and i think that'll be really cool but i think this is a good warm-up for people i yeah. think if you went straight <laughs> one, in if you one. went straight into past lives people were like what the hell yeah. but i think um it you know people sort of know you now and who knows in a couple of weeks we'll, we'll get together and we'll talk about more on that sort of thing okay. but it was a pleasure finally to get you on the show yes no thank you so much <laughs> thank you so no much. problem so thanks Rosie. thank you bye bye, bye.